This week's show is brought to you by Venice Beach Beverage. Try their delicious line of ginger teas with 100% daily vitamins in every can. And make sure you try my favorite, Black Cherry. Visit them online at venicebeachbeverage.com. Eat more pan. This week's episode is also brought to you in part by George Lopez's Chingon Bakery. Make sure to check them out on Instagram at Chingon Bakery and online at chingonbakery.com. They ship worldwide straight from Oxnard, California. This episode is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, kittens and cats, we are back on this frequency from my apartment. And the cats are sleeping today. No cats running through the um, the couches. Um, we're here. We are, and I would just like to say if I was a dog, I would be discriminated against your intro because you only welcome kittens and cats. But what about the dogs, Natalie, and the puppies and the birds and any other kind of animal that exists? We're not being inclusive. But I would say that that's fair, but <laughs> oh, I wait, feel is like there a term? Is um, there a term that represents all animal anim- kind? Animals. Animalics. Hi animals. <laughs> animalics. <laughs> Listen, dogs usually get far more credit than cats do, so that's why. You know what I'm saying? But today we're going to discuss the topic of Joe. There he is. There's a dog making he's he's making an announcement. He will let it be known that he is part of this podcast episode. Um so uh we're talking about change. Um one of our um listeners um you know, we did a poll on what our listeners want to hear more about, what they want to discuss, la, 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 and somebody recommended the topic of change. And um, this can this topic can go 20 different ways. We can talk about change in hair color, in hairstyle, our wardrobe change, um, home decor change, um, attitude change. And so it, it's a very general word change um but i think it's it'll be good to discuss why change is important why change can be toxic um how much change is a healthy amount of change i I don't know if there's anything more that you want to add to that no other than when we were brainstorming um about the areas that we were going to hit i was surprised to hear you your last point, I can't remember what it was. Do you remember? Um, how how can change be toxic? Yeah, or, I thought it was about av- avoiding things. How? Yeah, um, changing in changing because we're avoiding something, and how that can be that like that's not good. Right, and I hadn't thought about that because in my mind, I guess I was always programmed to think like, oh, I'm gonna change and it's gonna be for a good thing. I right. didn't actually think that change could be um, allocated to. You're avoiding something, which is kind of like a moment for me because I'm 
I started to immediately reflect on the various changes that I made in my life to avoid things. And I'm right. like, well, I'm a frequent changer person. <laughs> for that. So this is going to be good. I'm really excited for this, um, the, the content of this episode. Um, but I wanted to, before we get into the main segment, um, I wanted to share a rant. I wanted to share something good. Um, do you have any anything that you want to share as far as rants? And I mean, I have a moment of reflection and a moment of love. Okay, so then I'll do my rant that way because yours are more positive and, you know, we like to end in a positive note all the time. Um, First of all, this morning, every morning, um, every encounter recently and maybe in the last three years, no one makes eye contact anymore. Have you noticed that? And it's more, it's more apparent and obvious now, but it pisses me off that I'm out and about with other humans, humaning, and there's no eye contact. There's no acknowledgement of like your presence. And what I mean by that is like you say good morning to someone and they completely blow you off. And I feel like that's the biggest disrespect to me (laughs) because I'm a good morning person. I like to say good morning to people. Um, I, I like to say, hi, how are you? Hi, hey, how are you? As they're walking by, I like to give a head nod or a awkward half smile as people are walking by. And I just don't know what the fuck is wrong with people anymore. I'm sick of it. Like say hi to me. <clears throat> um, I was taking a course at, uh, Chafee college mm-hmm. and I mean, I hadn't been in school in a really, really long time. This was about, I don't know, maybe five years ago. And we had to do active shooter training. Oh, uh-huh. And I was like, oh, man, this is weird. Like, this sucks. Which then made me think about my kids and them having to go through that kind of training. I mean, when I was a kid, we did, like, earthquake fire drills yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Needless to say that at the end of that course, it was a retired police officer who, who gave us the training. And he said that he believed what would prevent shootings like that mm-hmm. would be people being kinder to one another mm. mm-hmm. specifically making eye contact mm-hmm. and saying hello to people mm-hmm. how are you strangers complete strangers you know people you don't necessarily frequent people that you're walking by like right. that type of engagement breeds kindness yeah. and when we go out of our way to avoid people or just to not even be pleasant and for that matter present yeah it just slowly it's like the destruction of of mankind. But I will say this. I feel like the times that I've traveled to uh, my beloved country that I am of uh, descent, Mexico, everyone's always pleasant over there. Everyone, oh, buenos dias, hola, señor, buenos dias, oh, como esta? Like, just even in passing, that's it, really pleasant. It might just be a thing here. And in fact, there you actually engage in conversation. It's not just, hey, how are you? Have a great day. It's, hey, how are you? How are the kids? So what are you doing today? Mm-hmm. How's your life? And so it, we need to bring more of that here. You um, went to Europe. You I went did. over there. What is it like over there? Are they pleasant? Do they make eye contact? What's that like? Yeah, it's similar to what you said. You're, you're making eye contact. You're engaging in conversation. It's a, also a lot slower pace, so people have the time. At so least. it's just the U.S., basically. I think so. I think we're just caught up in ourselves, and that's kind of that's really shitty. Y'all, we need to start making changes. All of our listeners, start saying hello to people. Have a conversation. I don't know. You know, I have been to Atlanta, Georgia, though. Yeah. And, you know, the South is warm Mm. i mean they're also very racist but they are you know warm and just yeah they'll engage in conversation and do they're very pleasant you know i would say that 
Um, I've been to, when I've gone to San Francisco, that's also the case. So I guess maybe there's just pockets of good people. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe we're not attracting people. I don't know. I'm trying to. I want to attract them all. I'm over here like, hey, hello. (laughs) Look at me. I'm over here like busting my ass to say hi and no one's engaging. Fuck. (laughs) Doing the most. You know what? When I've gone on my walks with, um, Sophia. Yeah. I've been a mix of both. I will go out of my way to say hi, like to, oh, you know, hello, good morning, or mm-hmm. whatever, whatnot. But also, if I'm feeling that the other person's energy, Ain't right. it, it, yeah, it's not trying to... They're not trying to engage. Engage at all. I'm like, cool, let me just go around this tree real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Well, you know what? Well, we're doing our best. But I feel like a lot of people aren't doing their best. Mm. And that sucks. Yeah. But... Anyway, moving along. Um, what do you got? What's on your end? A moment of reflection. Okay. I recently did my assessment. I found a new therapist. I haven't been to therapy in a while, so this was exciting. Mm-hmm. And so it was about an hour and 15 minutes of just, like, <clears throat> questions and conversation. Mm-hmm. But previous to that, they sent me all kinds of forms to fill out questionnaires and surveys. And so the interview was just to kind of get an in-depth you know, view a little bit more. So at the end of at the end of everything, she says, "Okay, well, I'm going to put you on a 10 week program, so 10 sessions." Yeah. And um, she says, "Have you ever been diagnosed with ADHD? Yeah. PTSD and OCD?" Uh-huh. And I was like, "Oh, uh, no, not yeah. that I know of. PTSD a little bit, yes." Uh-huh. But I was a little. Initially, I was like, "What? No!" Because yeah. I, you immediately think like there's something wrong with me. For like, sure. oh my god, what the hell, right? Yeah. And so she said, "You know, don't be alarmed by it. We're gonna get there to see if that's really the case, and then we'll figure out how to deal with it as it relates to your life." But when I go back and I shared it with some important people in my life, yeah. They were like, oh, that makes sense. And I was like, (laughs) oh, there you are. I'm like, that's what it is. That's what it is. And I thought, oh, okay, well, I, all right, I'll roll with it. So it was a moment of reflection for me because it made me really kind of, the PTSD one for sure. That one, hands down, I know that I have that. Yeah. Um, The ADHD and the OCD, I was a little surprised well, man, okay, I was most surprised by the OCD one. Right. Or but, that she would even mention it because you think, like, how do I have OCD right now, right? How have I ever been? Because in my mind, OCD, I think of, and excuse my ignorance, right? Because it's obsessive compulsive disorder, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, someone who washes their hands a lot. I think my yeah. first exposure to the term being used was in a movie. Mm-hmm. I think about... Oh, the airplane manufacturer. It's not Hugh Hefner. He was another Hugh. What was the... Do you know the name of the... the Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, he played... Leonardo DiCaprio plays this guy's character. It's an aviator. Yes, he was an aviator. Hugh something. Hugh something. Um, But he was... He was always compulsively washing his hands. So that's how I would associate that. But recently, you encouraged me to watch the Netflix series Explained. Yes, of course. And there's one in there about mental health, uh-huh. and they talk about how OCD is even in your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm, and yes. there's a comedian, uh, oh, I'd never heard of her, she goes on there and she says <clears throat> that she would have these 
obsessive compulsive thoughts about her parents dying all the time yeah. like she was constantly worried like oh my god you yeah. know my parents are gonna die how are they gonna die yeah and I and so it made sense to me because I, do, I, I feel like my thoughts can get very um, obsessive. obsessive and very compulsive and all of those things so it was a moment of reflection like okay there's still a lot to get to know about yourself regularly like yeah a whole hell of a lot so that was my moment of reflection yeah, it'll be interesting um, as you move along in your program to discover like what it is that you're actually obsessing about and what your your compulsions are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think this this, this is gonna well, be. I didn't really think about that. What my compulsions are. Right. Let me write that down. Right. Um, so I think uh, I, I mentioned to you when when you had initially told me, I told you, you know, what, this is gonna be a good year for you. It's good to discover these little these little things about ourselves um, that I don't necessarily think that are bad, but we have to acknowledge. You know what I'm saying? So I think good things are are coming, and you're about to discover a whole lot of a whole new, a whole other side. Of you. I also thought 40 was going to be a great year for me, and it wasn't, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm hopeful this year, yes. <laughs> you know what, let's, I think that, let's just change it. We have to switch it up and, and have, and say that, like, the moments in our 40s, or the moments in our 30s, and 31, and 32, yeah. and 41, 42, and so on, and so forth, because it can't all be a good year, like, the whole year. That's, that's uh, a lot. 2019 was a consistently outstanding, <laughs> wonderful year for me. I want every year to be like 2019. No, probably better than that, better than that. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, we always want better. We always want better. But it, it's possible. Um, so I wanted to share on my end uh, something good. Um, I read recently that the California state law now requires grocery stores and other food suppliers to donate all edible food waste to a food bank or food rescue. This will reduce food waste and address food insecurity for millions of people, especially here in California where the homelessness problem is just, I don't know what's happening here. Amen, but to, that. Amen to that. That's that's old news. We should have been doing that. I can't believe we didn't have the... The brain. <laughs> it, that's unfortunate, but that's really, that's outstanding news. Yeah. When I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, wow. We, you know what? There is hope in, in society, society and humanity and where we're going. Yeah. I hope. But that's some, a little something that I wanted to share with y'all. Well, something positive for me was I had, I got a phone call, a random phone call from my cousin that I think on Saturday. I didn't even know he was having a baby, mm. but he called to tell me like, hey, I just want to let you know your a piece of your name is up for the running of my daughter. I said, "What?" He goes, "Yeah." He's like, "We have Ava Rose, and then I can't remember the other one. Doesn't matter. And then Rosie Lee." Oh, I and I was that. like, "What?" I was like, "Oh my God!" So Rosie, in honor of my aunt Rosie who passed away, which every time I say that it feels like it was just last year, but it's been like two or three years already. I don't even it's like three. Passed. Yeah. So he goes, "I want to give our if," and of course it was subject to. The baby coming out, them looking at her and seeing it didn't win, okay? Uh, But the fact that it was a consideration, and I liked the way that sound. Rosie Lee, I was like, that's the cutest shit. And then I found myself, like, when he and I hung up, I was like, and Rosie, oh, my God, we fucking make a great name. Like, and I'm talking to her by myself in the middle of this walk with my dog, so. I love that. It was Ava Rose, I think, that won. Okay. But, yeah, that really made my day just to even be considered like that because it was an outstanding name. Yeah, I love it. Congratulations to them on their new baby. That's awesome. But, all right, well, let's get into the main part of our episode here. Change. I'm going 
changes. Put song here. <laughs> um, so like I was saying earlier, uh, change, we can take this a million different ways. We can talk about hair transformations, wardrobe transformations, job transformations. Uh, and we, we, I want, we did want to discuss transformation versus change and how that's the same or different. Um, so I guess what something for me that sticks out as change and it being important, I mean, it's inevitable. We're, we have to change even. Um, and, and this has to be, of course, front and centers. The pandemic has made all of us change as a society, as a globe. We've all pivoted. As individuals. Uh-huh. <clears throat> We've all had to pivot for better or for worse. And now we like, we're, we're doing our best to, I think we're doing our best with what we have in the circumstances that we're currently going through. I think we're starting new on a new slate and it is a new year. Um, man, I don't really know where I'm going with that. but Well, it's funny that you said change is inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that absolutely like annoy me and irritate me are sometimes or throughout my lifetime where I've had conversations with people where they're like, you've changed. There I can't you. believe you're not the same person. Well, bitch, I would hope not. Yeah. I hope I'm not the same person because, and, and again, change has, has been something that I guess I look at synonymously with continuous improvement. Like, mm-hmm. you just, you should always be in a constant state of growth. And being in a constant state of growth requires change. Yeah. Like, there's no way around that. But I read that people tend to change when the rewards for change exceed the pain of change, which is what you were mentioning earlier, which I had no idea that I was, to a degree, exercising myself, Uh, right? Yeah. But also, people tend to change when they see others changing, particularly when the change Mm. direction is supported by valued persons. Uh. People tend to change more readily when they have the competencies, knowledge, and the skills required by the change. So that's even a, a more important thing, right? I could say, well, I want to change my eating habits. Mm-hmm. All right, well, what literature have I read to make me understand what needs to change about my eating habits, right? Mm-hmm. Or what resources do I have around me that are going to allow me yeah. to purchase this new diet that I need to, you know, eat and, and what's going to support the people that I have around me that are going to encourage this change in diet. And, and it's all those elements that I think you can initially say, well, I want to change and I want to do this. But then you look at your environment or what you've done to change. You're like, right. (laughs) No, I totally, um, agree with what you said. Um, when, when, you know, when you're naturally changing and people look you up and down, like you've changed, you awful person, what are you doing? And, and it, and it is inevitable. I, you have to change. Um, personal development is a big thing. You, you don't want to stay consistently at the same place. Um, I think for me, what's been constant, a constant change in my life, um, that's pretty obvious to people is, um, my resume. People look at my resume like, damn, you do not stay at a job. And I'm like, no, I, I like to thing. change. Hold on. Cause that's a thing. Yeah. So I would say that, um, I, I don't want to say old school employers, but like right. HR will look at your resume and be like, 
wow, every two years, you're someplace different. Mm -hmm. But it depends on the type of leadership at the organization <clears throat> because at the same at the same way that you can have employers who say you can't stay in one job right you have other employers who say wow um you've been at this job for the last 37 years right why are you so leaving? <laughs> no not why are you leaving uh -huh. this is all you know uh, mm -hmm. all you know is this industry is this company are these people yeah. outside of that Yeah. You can't. So there's pros and cons to that. Resistant to change. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, at least for me, it can be a bad thing to change jobs so consistently. Um, for me personally, it has been for growth. It has been to get that better opportunity, to get better pay, to have more gain more experience, knowledge, this, that, the other. Um And I think now, um, moving forward, this generation in society, I think we're pivoting into a more constant change of jobs. I don't think we're staying at jobs as long as um, we have been in the past. Um, I think people are going to be leaving jobs because there's just so much op more or there will be much more opportunity in the future. So it's not even going to be a matter of like, oh, I need to go, you know, get an increase in pay or they like me better over here. It's just like, no, they got this opportunity. I'm going to take it um, because there's just so much of it. So that's one aspect of it. And um, I, don't, I wrote down constantly changing your partner. I, I feel like I know a lot of people in my day or in my my um, address book mm. that I'm like, damn, you guys be changing partners every five minutes. Y'all, and, and maybe, and this is, I have a different circle of friends now that are a little more stable and they like their partners. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? But what if it takes you a minute to find that person? That's a big, you don't want to be rotating, you know, in the comfort of your own fear of change. You know, it takes, and, and it goes back to like, I, I was reading also uh, an article about selecting your therapist. Mm -hmm. And they said, selecting your therapist should be like dating. Mm -hmm. Go out on a couple, you do a couple sessions with these different um, therapists until mm -hmm. you find one that you really can connect with and can communicate with and that you feel comfortable with. But yeah. it takes you getting out there to, to do that. Yeah. So it's the same, I would say it's the same with dating. It's the same <laughs> with, well, not even that. It's not even the same with dating or with jobs, right? right. It really comes, for me at least, mm -hmm. it's like survival of the fittest. What do you need to do? What, right. what has to happen? Yeah. When I, before I made that leap to being in aviation for 17 years i mean i was interning at sony music that's where i wanted to be that was my passion that's I, that was it for me but i had two young kids and i didn't necessarily have the support system around me to sustain that kind of schedule right, right. and so it didn't even become about wanting to improve myself <laughs> or i had to change and go into a completely different direction in my career because I fucking needed to. I needed yeah. to provide for my family. There was no way around. It was like, shut the fuck up yeah, yeah. and do this now. Yeah. And it doesn't put your little views away of what you wanted right. because now you, part of what you wanted was to be a mother. Right. And you happened to select a person that was not going to support you. And so here are the consequences of that. Right. And right. so now, and I, when I say consequences, I don't ever believe that consequences are good or bad. They just are yeah. because they are whatever they need to be for you to get to where you got to go. Mm -hmm. But 
maybe, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that, because we do look kind of down on the like, dang, like, all right, are you going to get it together? Oftentimes, you can't get yourself together, mm-hmm. and so you're to the point of what changes. Yeah. You're avoiding something, and yeah. so you keep changing something, a part of what you think is the root cause, when in reality, it might be you. But yeah. dealing with yourself is not fun. Yeah, and we both know that because we're both going through it as we speak. We're being intentional about finding out how ugly we are inside yeah. and being at peace with that and then realizing, oh, we're not even that ugly. We're just scared. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and so uh, I, I think that I've been going through a lot of change just recently. Obviously, I'm fucking pregnant and it's it's been really... It's been really interesting. I, I feel like I have to laugh at myself a little bit. Maybe, maybe not now, but in l- later on, I'm going to be like, Nelly, what the hell? Um, but there's been a lot of change in, in obviously, spiritually, mentally. I'm starting to go through physical changes. And also with my, like, what I'm doing with my career is a, is a thing. And then um, having discussions with Mike about, like, are we going to stay here in our third floor apartment? Should we move? Like, what? there's so much going on in my mind. So That's a great question. You know what I mean? And, and so I, Mike and I had a little bit of a, of a debate, a discussion, a disagreement, whatever you want to call it, yesterday. And, um, and I was trying to have, and, and, and it was, was it about the third floor. No, 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 no. It was, I think this, this conversation had just been kind of brewing for the last couple of days. And I was telling Mike, like, you know, you know, I had mentioned to you guys that I'm going into a career in, um, as a financial advisor. And, and so with that, it, it's a huge shift for me. I've, I've never gone into anything like this. I have no idea what I'm doing. And um, with it is going to come just d- different things. And so I was venting what I like to tell Mike. I'm, I'm venting to you. I'm just having this conversation. And so it turned into, Natalie, just quit. What are you doing? Da, 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 da. Long story short, I was like, Mike. I'm just trying to have a, I'm pregnant. I'm just trying to tell you what I'm going through. You know, uh, this career change is happening at the same time that I'm having this baby. And I want to be like, I want to learn how to be a parent. But then I also have this responsibility of having to um, learn this whole new thing. And even though I want to do it, I just, I just feel like I'm in this, I'm in this weird um position, right? And I'm not saying that I want to quit or that I don't want to do this. I just feel like the timing is very, it's very, um, it's just coming in at the same time. And so I felt like I'm just venting to you. It's, it's becoming a lot, you know, if you would have called me Uh to say, Hey, um, I'm interested in doing this finance thing for my career and I want to do this and da, 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 da. If you would have called to tell me the first thing out of my mouth would have been, why mm-hmm. you're having a baby? Mm-hmm. What would possess, again, right. what would possess you to take an endeavor like this right. when you're in your first trimester, mm-hmm. you're a first time parent, right. you already have a small business, mm-hmm. like what is wrong with you? And you right. have a podcast and you're trying to figure out how to be a parent and you're maintaining a household now. And I don't mean just like with your unemployment money, but literally with keeping up, cleaning the house, you know, doing. So I would say, have you lost your mind right. and what possessed you? And I will say this. 
but that which was a part of what I the letter that I wrote to myself, right? Uh-huh. That that's where I was a few months ago. Yeah. Where I had this incredible amount of pressure that I was putting on myself to be able to do all things, carry all things, be responsible for all things. Right. Right? And that was killing me slowly. Mm-hmm. You do not want to be killed by those own self-imposed expectations when you have a child you're in the process of creating. Now, right. I will say I will say this. There is nothing more precious than to be able to be having a child with somebody that you love, mm-hmm. with somebody who has a job, who's, with someone who's supportive and wants right. to encourage you. You have all of the elements of producing a happy baby. Right, right. And it goes back to how the generations have improved. Right. Right? Yeah. So this is, a, this is a wonderful thing. I was also thinking about how we don't listen to people around us. Mm. Right? <laughs> because I did have this conversation with my brother yesterday. You live on the third floor. Mm-hmm. I said, yo, why don't, you, uh, why don't you try and look for something smaller, yeah. even if it's on the first floor or anywhere. <laughs> and I get this whole explanation. <laughs> and he's not wrong about any of what he says because it's very much a financial reason. Yeah. And it makes sense, right? Yeah. And I said, I said, you're 100% right. Mm-hmm. But wait until you have to get groceries, right. bring a child down, and then you might have the dog with you who needs to go for a, to pee. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And take it from someone who's lived that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Trust me when I'm telling you this might be something to look into because it's not about the money; it's about self-preservation and right. being the best version of yourself for all the elements around you. Right. I never listened to anything my parents told me. <laughs> not until I was like later on in life. I look back and I'm like, man, I wish I would have just shut the fuck up and said, you know what? You're right. You're right. I'm gonna I'm gonna heed what you're telling me right now and I'm gonna do it. And I wish, I wish that that's and you don't have to do it exactly. But excuse me, but but respect what people have gone through. Right, right. Trust what people have gone through and then Give importance to the love that they have for you to share that with you, to want something better for you so that you don't suffer as much. Yeah. Yeah. It's that simple. And sometimes we we do have to end up learning those lessons of working harder and not smarter because your parent told you, hey, do it like this because I know what it's like and let me save you the the pain. But sometimes we just got to go through it and and realize years later, like, fuck, you know what? If I would have only listened to my mom or my dad or whatever, then I would have saved myself a lot of stress. Yeah. But so and and yeah, that the whole third floor thing is definitely something that Mike and I have been talking about. Um, But the big thing was yeah these 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 big very big life changes and um and having and having the convert the, the and they are difficult conversations with with Mike um with your partner it's just like I just want you to listen I just want you to I don't even want to I don't even want you to give me an opinion I just want you to let me let it out so that I can go back and do what I was doing already um so I guess what I will say is that if you're going through some changes like this you know start out by telling your person hey I just want you to listen Mm, open with that (laughs) yeah I just want you to listen that's it so um Needless to say, I'm still going through the motions of going of doing this financial advising thing. It's definitely um, at least I'm still seeing it as self-paced. I'm still giving myself the benefit of the doubt. I'm still thinking I'm at home. I do have the time. I do have this opportunity. Maybe once the baby gets here, my whole train of thought is gonna change, and and my um, uh, what is it? My time is gonna 
absolutely change, right? I'm not going to have this whole time like, oh yeah, let me just go study the series six of whatever it is when, when, and, and I am being, but I am being honest with myself about that. And I'm not lying to myself about the things that I can, can't do now or, or later on. Because you, you now have to think, how is everything that you're worrying about? Like you said, I need to think about what it's going to do for me and how it's going to affect me, but it's not about you anymore. And now you have to think about how all that worry is seeping right in through that, to that little baby that you're creating. Right. And they're going to carry whatever the fuck you're worried about. Right. I don't want them to worry about the fucking financial advising shit, right? Exactly. Hell no. No, we don't want them. But then also, I I do want to say this, in 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 a companionship, in a marriage, right? Mm-hmm. If you finances are always going to be there, mm-hmm. but when you can can agree to say like, all right, cool, like this is what we're going to do financially. We may take a hit here, there, or wherever, mm-hmm. but we understand that as a result of that. This is for our child. This yeah. is for our well-being. This is for yeah. our child. This is so that we have a, a healthy pregnancy right. in, in all aspects of it because we don't, we don't know what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like right now, you might, you might need more. There's a Teddy Pendergrass song that says, um, it's so good loving somebody when somebody loves you back. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know, I want you to love me. Don't love me 70, 30, 80, right. 20. Give me a 50, 50 love. No, don't give me a 50, 50 love. Give me 100% of your love all the time. Yeah. Because I'm going to have a deficiency one day where I can't give you 100%, but I'm going to need you to be at 100%, right? Because one day, again, you don't know what's going to happen. And one day it, the roles might be reversed where he might need your support in the way that you need it from him right now. And you have to give yourselves the benefit of, of that unknown yeah. and say, this is the best for our family right now, yeah. no matter how that looks or feels. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I will say that I... You're, you're a thousand percent right on everything that you just said. And it feels so good um, right now for me that I have this opportunity, that I have this husband and this support um, to be able to be home, to be able to think about like, oh, you know what? I might be able to um, be the best parent that I can ever be because I'm going to be able to be home more and I can give this attention to this child, um, which is a really big thing for me also. Um, I, I think one of my childhood traumas that I still carry is that the fact that like my parents had to work and I'm always not, I don't want to say that I'm resentful. I feel that I'm, I'm always feeling hurt about that. Like, dang, my parents weren't here. My parents weren't as present. My parents were always working. My parents had to be some giving themselves to someone else. Right. And so, wait, can I interrupt? Uh, your dad told a wonderful story. Well, I don't know that it would be wonderful, uh, but it was though. But it was though about uh, your babysitter who left you underneath a tree. Yeah, yes. When I was only like a couple months old, and I honestly don't really know this story too well. But there was a bad, there was bad weather or something like that. And he didn't want to leave you with that babysitter because mm-hmm. in his mind he's like, How, "What? What makes me think that you're gonna take better care or just as good of care of my mm-hmm. baby than the other kids you're taking care of or your own baby?" Right. And right. so yeah, there was something that happened and. She she had to get all the kids out of the house and she grabbed you and put 
put you underneath the tree? And he pulled up and he's like, why is my child underneath the tree? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, and those, and shit like that is, it's a real worry. And so I think now, like if I have the opportunity to, um, to be with my child as much as possible and to, you know, to raise an awesome human being, then, then I want to do that, you know? And I think it's normal to say like, oh, you read like the resentment part. Like mm-hmm. I remember being a little kid and wanting my mom, this was before my brother was born. Mm-hmm. All I wanted her to do was to sit down with me and watch the My Little Ponies on the TV. Yeah. But she couldn't because she had to go and work and I was in some random house. I don't even know where I was at. Yeah. But it wasn't until, and rest assured that it'll happen, that yeah. when you have your child and you realize, oh, I can't be there for my child all of the time. Right. It changes the dynamic and the compassion that you end up having for your parent because yeah. you're like, oh man, like, okay. Yeah. This yeah. wasn't, it wasn't really worth my contention or resentment because exactly. here I am experiencing the same thing and it's a very difficult thing to 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 juggle right right you have to realize like well you gotta work you gotta provide you have to um have food on the table shelter the whole nine and so um so bless our parents you know they had to do what they had to do and it is what it is but and i think you know after thinking about this the most important thing to change is our ability to adapt yeah that's going to be the biggest most important thing because in thinking about how like you're saying right now like you have your plan your plan for after you have your baby. You're like, okay, this is what I want to do and this is how I'm going to do it. And it made me reflect with my my son when I was expecting him. I was young and I my grandmother was still alive, my mom's mom, and I remember having conversations with her about like, all right, cool. I'm going to help you take care of your baby mm-hmm. when um, when he comes. And then you can go back to school. You can go to school, which I was so excited about that. I was like, yeah. yes, like that's exactly what I want to do. And then the fact that my grandmother, who I, I spent some of the greatest years of my life, like she's going to be taking care of my baby. Like, yeah. oh, my God, I could yeah. not have asked for more. <laughs> but in a matter of, of, of months from having those continuous conversations, my dad leaves my mom. Mm-hmm. My grandmother passes away. I'm realizing that I'm in a very difficult relationship, and I have this newborn. And now I have to take care of my grandfather that my grandmother left behind, who also has Alzheimer's. Right. Talk about change, huh? Talk about, and oh, and for it was all of that was just seasoned with, um, I can't think of what it's called. After you have your baby and you get all depressed. Postpartum depression. A postpartum depression. Yeah. That was just a seasoning on top of all of that because my life was turned upside down. Right. You want to talk about immediate changes in every department of my life. Yeah. Yeah. That required me to probably ignore a lot of things, but to adapt. All right, mm-hmm. cool. These are the changes. What do I have to do? Mm-hmm. How do I have to, who do I have to help? How do we get on this path? M- meanwhile, I can't even enjoy having just being a mom. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It <laughs> So change is inevitable. Yeah. Change is inevitable. Shit is going to hit the fan in some departments. In one area, it might go great, and then all the other things are going to just pile over. And I guess I think at the end of the day, we just have to take a second to ourselves and have the uh, I, I need a second and yeah. be okay with, like, give me a moment and and not be try and not try to control all of that scenario because shit is going to be falling apart and you're just one person and I don't think people tell us that enough and I'm sure that nobody was telling you like it's okay you don't have to be so in control of all of the shit that is happening because you feel some sort of responsibility I I would assume at that point that Mm -hmm. you know you're having to take care of your 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 
your grandfather, you're having to mourn the divorce or the split of your parents. You have to, you know, take care of this crying baby or whatever it is. And it's just like, you know, if somebody could just, it's okay. Yeah. Let me give you a second. But uh, people don't give us uh, enough empathy. Empathy, no, sympathy, all of it. All of it. And that's why it's important. And I go back to saying this. Cool. Like, learn from the lessons of your previous generation. Like, mm-hmm. that's why it's so important. And I remember one of the first times I got plastered with Natalie. We were in San Francisco. And I was... That's right. Yes. I was so excited to know... Uh, you guys weren't married or not even engaged at that point. No. But in my mind, I had already convinced myself that this was going to be the woman that was going to give me my first niece or nephew. And right. I remember telling her, like, I don't care... <laughs> That's crazy. We were at a gay bar in the restroom, mm. and you were throwing up. It was deadly. It was deadly. It was, but was a good time. Oh, God, no. But I remember telling you, I don't care what I'm doing or where I'm at in my life. If you need help with babysitting or you need me to change my schedule so that I can help you out, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Not even really, because at that time I was, I did have that corporate job, and I was like, well, how would I do that? Like, I can't do that. Right. But... Look at how our life changes. Look how our lives have changed. And and I stand by that now because again and again and again, and Jasper, Jasper, I love her so much. She, in, in a session that I had with Jasper, mm-hmm. she, um, she told me, she said, you will be, you will be the individual, you will be the woman who brings and, and makes that generational change with your family. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's a big responsibility. And so. In, when I was having my kids, it was a time of change, but it was negative. Like, it wasn't good. It was it was scary. Yeah. And I feel like this time around, mm-hmm. I feel like, all right, we've learned enough. Mm-hmm. We've suffered enough. Now let's enjoy this baby. Like, now okay. let's have this baby, you know, around us, like, the so let's way give we... Let's the goodness that we have in ourselves. Let's take all the lessons learned. Let's take all of these conversations and uh, to improve ourselves and to, and to just, that's how, that's how we get better. That's how we will have generational wealth. All of those things. Yeah. But we got to do it and stop thinking we know everything all the time, like I said. Or letting our traumas get the best of us. And letting and allowing people to, to support us. Like right. you said, like you said, we don't have enough people being empathetic or sympathetic. Mm-hmm. But we also, when people are at our door saying, I'm here to help, I'm down right. to help, it's also difficult to let people into your lives like right. that. Right. It's funny that you say that. I um, I had a conversation with my mom um, recently. And my mom and I, you know, I think throughout this podcast and conversations with you, uh, we've talked about um, our relationships with our mom, you know, and um, I, I think that the relationship with my mom personally has improved a lot both because she's letting go and I'm letting go and I'm pushing and I'm and I'm you know poking the bear a little bit in in different ways and trying different things um but I was telling her recently I was like so mom um you know that that first week when the baby's here you're gonna help me right like you're gonna be here because I think that hearing conversations with my friends or with other family members or what have you like oh yeah my mom's here all day and she helped me the first blah 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 for x amount of time and I'm like well I want that with my mom like I want her to help me and so I was telling my mom I was asking my mom that I was like are you gonna help me like at least for the first couple days just to make sure I know what I'm doing and she goes and she tells me she's like well what and in a very serious tone for what nobody helped me and I was so pissed. I was like, ugh, mom. Like, uh, and so I told her, I was like, 
well, did you ask anyone for help? And she's like, no, everyone was busy. Nobody was, nobody was going to help me. Everyone's far away. Everyone has their own lives, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So she's telling me her part. And I was like, well, mom, I know maybe you didn't, you know, you had to do it on your own, but you know, maybe if you could just spend some time with me and, and, you know, help me, maybe there's something that, you know, that might benefit me. I don't know. And so it ended up the conversation, the conversation ended up with, um, Oh, Natalie, you know, I didn't think that I honestly didn't think you were going to ask me. I thought you were going to want to do it by yourself. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe if this would have been me a couple years ago, maybe that would have been the route that I would have taken of saying, like, I got it. I'm good. But I want to have this little moment of, like, let's bond over this mm. this thing, so you more, know? So it's more about the bonding than it is about I'm not going to know what to do with this child. Exactly. Exactly. Like, thing. let me just have this moment with you. Let me share this. Like, let me, let me show you... Um, my first moments of being a mom and I want to see what you're like being a grandma. You know, it's all these things. So, so, so it ended on a good note, which I was pretty surprised. I was kind of scared at first, like, oh, my mom's going to reject me, but it was fine. I'm glad that you asked her that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have anybody with me at home. Like, but I do remember a couple of times, like waking up in the middle of the night, calling yeah. my mom saying, yeah. He's making this weird sound, and I don't know what it is. It's like this whole phlegmy thing, but right. yeah, but, but but yeah, you'll you'll be. I'm glad that you acknowledge that it's more your desire to bond with your mother. Yeah, and that might heal a good trauma bond too, because she didn't have anybody, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. you're asking for that, and so yeah, it, it's it's all it's all a good thing. And I mean, I'm not asking her to move in or anything. I'm just like, mom, just come over, <laughs> come see me. <laughs> You know, um, but yeah, so I, I think that, uh, uh, again, change is inevitable. Um, change is happening every day and we just got to take it and not be, not run from it in a negative way. Because again, I think like we said, that change can be, change can be a little toxic. So you got anything else to add? One of my favorite lyrics, um, one of my favorite songs from Jorge Drexler is a song called Todo Se Transforma. And I'll translate the lyrics, but he mm-hmm. says, he sa- well, I'll do it in Spanish first because yeah, it sounds really Spanish. pretty in Spanish. <clears throat> the chorus says, Cada uno da lo que recibe y luego recibe lo que da. Nada es más simple, no hay otra forma, nada se pierde, todo se transforma. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I did my best translating here. But it says, everyone gives based on what they get, and then they get back what they give. Nothing is more simple. There is nothing more normal because nothing is ever lost. Everything transforms. And which is, we were talking about the difference between change and transformation. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if the action that you take for these changes is what transforms you into this better version of yourself, mm-hmm. into this metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you you mentioned, uh, you asked me maybe a week ago, a couple of days ago, I don't know anymore, but you asked me recently about like, oh, how are you feeling spiritually? Or you said something like that. And at that moment, I was like, I feel great. You know, I feel good about this. And then um, I was I was going somewhere. I was in reflection in, in the car driving. And I was like, and I was processing this whole pregnancy deal and, and how I was feeling about it and and spiritually and like, okay, you know what? I'm, I feel really good about this. And, um, and then I, and then I had a moment, like, I felt really empowered as I was thinking about being pregnant. I was like, this is fucking 
dope as fuck. Like I am, I, the woman species is the only one that can reproduce. And I, 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 and then I went into a, a whole other realm of like, I'm like a fucking God. <laughs> and so no, please don't take this offensively, but I was really like, I'm, I'm like a God. I, I, I am, I, I exactly yes, I, I take part in human creation. I am like, I am like God, mm-hmm. uh, fucking Adam and Eve, the whole bit. I wouldn't, I went into this whole thought about like human creation and that whole nine. So I felt really empowered. I'm still feeling really good about it. And so your word should have been, you're so fertile. Yeah, yeah, I should. I don't know. I feel like a fucking goddess. I feel like I could do anything at this point. So <laughs> I never felt that way. Really? Never, ever, oh ever, gosh. ever felt that way. But what I called to ask you Sorry. for was uh, maybe that's going to be dropping a, a new T-shirt mm-hmm. that says Yo Soy. And then it has like a square on the bottom. And then you fill out Ooh, what you are. What? So it's tricky in Spanish, right? Because and this came inspired by. Noel, the owner of Mivi, that she's big on like vision boards and like writing out your affirmations and having these things come come true. Right. So, one of the things that she wanted to manifest in herself is just to be a calmer person, like huh. just to be more calm. So, her shirt is gonna say "Yo soy calmada" because she's speaking to her future self that that's how she is going to be. Yeah. So, I wrote the um, the content. For when the shirt drops. That was one of my first writing exercises that I got paid for. And, but I did a lot of research. I called a lot of my female cousins. I even called my grandmother. And I said, Grandma, like, what is, who do you want to be in this next year? Or how do you want to be? And does any, like, at your age, do you actually think about those things? Because my grandmother, I think, is, my God. Shoot. My God, the dog. I think she's, I want to, oh, this is terrible, but I think she's somewhere between 75 and 80, somewhere around there. And and I'm, I told her, because her, her word was that she wanted to be more grateful. She wanted to practice gratitude more. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Grandma, you already encompassed that. Like, why would you say that? And, and um, she called me the next day mm-hmm. and she goes, I just want to affirm to you that oh. even though you think that I'm like that yeah. and I do practice that a lot, I still want to be more of that. Oh. And that, yes, at my age, I do think about those things. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's pretty. Humble human. Yes. It's the human factor. At the it's end the of the change. day, yeah. I'm still a human. I still make mistakes. I'm still growing. I'm still learning. And I can be 70, 80, 90, and there's still some change that I got to do. Amen. Ah, I love that. I love, I love your grandma. She's so cute. Um, uh, I don't. I think that I don't know where I was gonna go with that, but I, I like the whole yo soy X mm-hmm. because it, it is a good moment of reflection. And what are what do we want to be like? What what do we want more of from ourselves? What do we what are we expecting? Of ourselves, um, I think something else I had told you too is that I just I want to I just want to have I want to have peace more peace. You, your word was peace. Yeah, you're so plus. Uh huh. And um and that sounds kind of funny like peace. What the f- what the fuck do you mean? You yearn for but peace. But you in just your life. want peace. I just want calm, quiet. I don't want the the funny voices in my head telling mm. me X, Y, and Z. I just want to I just want to live good. Yolo. So. 
So that's where we're at, y'all. Um, anything else we want to add to this? I think this was a really robust episode on change, and it t- touched on a lot of very important moments of our lives. Yeah, I think it's all good. So if you guys need to make changes in your lives um, physically, emotionally, mentally, etc., etc., do it. Yep. Do those things, you know, stop running from them, acknowledge them. Um, and, you know, no one's here to tell, like, to to judge you on the, the amount of change. Baby steps. Little things every day c- uh, can be big at the end of, you know, a year or two or five. So I do want to say, Natalie, that I really appreciate you sharing the challenges and the pressures that you're, you're putting on yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that there can be a lot of people who, who can connect with that and relate mm. with that and have some kind of relief to in knowing that that's extraordinary and, and sometimes not realistic. Um, but thank you for sharing that. I know for a fact that had I been, had I had podcasts in my <laughs> ear like that at that age, I would have listened to that and it would have uh, provided me with a lot of relief so I thank you for sharing that no yeah and, and I appreciate the acknowledgement and I think that that's one of the big reasons why I wanted to you know in the beginning have this podcast um, that was really important to me is sharing stories like this and I feel very comfortable sharing these things in my life because I I rarely hear other people having these types of conversations we don't hear them enough and, and another thing being like being pregnant and hearing and knowing the things that I'm going through, I've never heard anyone, any other pregnant person talk about the shit that I'm going through. And I'm just going to say this, constipation. What the <laughs> fuck? But yeah, these these things are, it's a real thing and we're all going through this human experience and we got to share it. Mm. So that's it. That's all we got to do. But with that, um, we'll see y'all next week. Increase the peace. We do love all of you guys. <laughs> Meow. Yeah. Meow. Today's episode was brought to you by Chingon Bakery and Venice Beach Beverage. If you have any topic ideas you want us to cover, don't forget to email those to onthisfrequency at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced by Juicebox Bartley and Big Brother Jake. We drop a new episode every Wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you follow us on the grams at onthisfrequency. How can you support us, you ask? Well... Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash on this frequency and you can donate some coffee funds there. And for those Apple listeners, leave us a review. They're incredibly helpful and we'll be sharing them in our upcoming episodes. So from Natalie and I, remember to be kind to one another, kick some ass, and remember to celebrate every day because every day is your birthday. <laughs>